Walking through the streets, you arrive at the unmarked building. As you approach, the door is opened with perfect timing by Stevens. Without breaking stride, you walk into the hall, remove your coat, and exchange it for the drink already awaiting you in Stevens' other hand. You wave to members, old and new, as you make your way to the fireplace. This is your night to bring the story, and it's time to begin. Welcome to the club. Welcome back for chapter three of Girl Underground, where we last left off. Cat, you somehow managed to summon the mighty golden axe from the wall of the Hall of Ten Thousand Masks to your service. It shrank from wall size to handheld size, and you felt all that power being stored inside needing somewhere to go, or the axe may explode. Thinking hastily, you chose your own foot as the recipient of that energy. We see the horrified faces of your traveling party as they see this happen. You strike, and a white light bursts out, momentarily blinding everyone. We see the light wash over the group. Gomer puts his paws up in his danger stance to protect his small, tiny eyes, but it's still like staring into the sun. When the flash dies down, we're no longer in the Hall of Ten Thousand Masks. We are in the past. We're in Gomer's past. Gomer, where are we? We are in a pit of darkness. We hear dripping in the background. Drip, drip, drip. We hear the tiny scuttle of paws on the rock. If you listen closely, you can hear more and more drops. Just blop, blop, blop. There is a single light in the room on a painting of red pandas. You look closely as one more panda falls from the painting and hits the ground, his eyes squinting in the tiny light. This red panda is Gomer. But Gomer talks and Gomer has a different voice then. This is how Gomer sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Young Gomer sees all of his brethren on the ground. A door opens in the distance. See a man come in, machete in hand. This is a butchery. You see, Gomer was born from a magical blood painting painted by a wizard and had this painting births red pandas out of it and their pelts are sold in the black market but gomer doesn't go down easy gomer's planning an escape in the very wee minutes of his birth already he's conniving he's sly like that so when the man comes in he starts grabbing gomer's brothers and gomer does all that he knows he kicks that man in his gomers (laughs) and sprints out the door Gomer finds himself in this long corridor. He runs down the hall, and then through a door he sees he sees the wizard. Uh, quick sidebar, Josh, what is that wizard's name? <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo. Ronaldo the wizard. <laughs> Gomer sees Ronaldo the wizard. <laughs> and he knows he must sneak, sneak away. As he slides out the door, he finds himself outside. 
He's in the middle of the woods, does not know where to go. But off in the distance, Gomer sees fireworks and hears cheers of revelry. Well, Gomer, this is the place where I can be safe. I can go get some help. So Gomer goes and he finds a circus, a circus full of people. And he meets the ringleader. Uh, he knows she's the ringleader because of sugar tits <laughs> across her chest. <laughs> the sign of any good ringleader. <laughs> the ringleader takes Gomer in, but Gomer doesn't have a place here yet, so he spends most of his days walking around the beach outside the, the circus. Then one night before the show begins, he sees a flash of light in the water. He sees a little girl come up struggling to swim. And he goes out to help her. He tries to bring her to shore, and he gets her to the shore. And she kicks him right in the gomers. <laughs> and he goes to talk. And this is the voice that comes out for the first time. And now it's stuck like this forever. <laughs> and then things play out as we've seen them go. Perfect. Thank Amazing. you. Thank you, Anthony, for that glimpse into the past of Gomer. We return to the bright light of the Hall of 10,000 Masks. As the light is finally dimming, everyone is blinking their eyes and trying to get the odd ringing out of their ears from the explosion of magical energy. No one is making a sound in the shocked state they find themselves in. Cat, you look down and it appears that your boot somehow took the full brunt of this blast and you are unharmed. Suddenly, the earth trembles and a crack appears on the floor just in front of you. The crack grows larger and travels straight out from you, the energy splitting the floor and everything in its path, all the way up into the far wall, which explodes out with the impact. You look around the room and all masks are on you. Despite the masks being fixed expressions, you can feel the jaws dropped as they stare at you. The first voice breaks the silence from the executioner's stage, the White Knight. The man Jacques Ziochtepus pointed out as Sir December. He draws his sword and yells, Give me my axe. What do you do? Well, first, Cat takes issue with the narrator's use of the word hasty. <laughs> Fair. Cat <laughs> is amazed that the axe just went into her shoe and she's not injured, but she's also not at all surprised. And as she looks around at her new friends, at Robin and Gomer and Sir Ash, you guys can see on her face, like some sort of emotion. And you kind of realize that she's looking at you guys like she's, like you did something for her, like she's grateful because she knew that you would protect her. And so she's kind of coming down from that, hearing this guy yell. And at first she doesn't really sense any danger there. She's kind of like, yeah, cool, huh? <laughs> it's also at that moment that Kat realizes she's still wearing the mask that she put on. <laughs> you just made all these expressions, <laughs> these facial expressions to your friends who cannot she, see your face. She took the mask off. Oh, good. Ash takes his mask off, too. I took the angry mask off, and my face is angry. And then I, like, take up a defensive <laughs> position, like, near Kat, between her and, uh, Sir Simber. Ash, what, what's wrong? This guy, he wants his ass, his ass, uh, ass back. <laughs> Let's hand his ass back to him. He wants his ass back. You, uh, I think it, uh, it belongs to him. I, uh, is this wrong? I kind of feel like it belongs to me. Yeah, but he's really mad. I don't want him uh, running you through. But she has this axe. Very true. This guy looks 
crazy, scary, I don't want to give him this axe. What should I do? Sometimes, like, dudes ask for things and think that because they're big and loud that you have to do it. Let's just see what he does. And Cat screams, no means no. <laughs> there you go. He's probably going to uh, come try and get it. We could run or we could fight. The chaos of a wall blowing out of the side of the hall has caused people who are just guests to start panicking and running for the entrance or the newly created entrance that they are taking off. And Sir December jumps off the stage and starts making his way towards you, but the, the crowd of people is just keeping him from getting to you, but he's on his way and he's yelling for uh, someone to seize them. Beep. I throw my hands in the air and I'm like, Gomer, I, yeah, right? But I'm doing it like in an aggressive way. Like I'm ready to fight. Why, that's how I always do it. This is always my fighting stance. <laughs> Are you guys ready? I slow, Robin slowly takes the mask off and just is watching what's going to happen. <laughs> As the, the party, with the exception of Robin, puts their hands up, you feel a tentacle wrap around each of your torsos and you turn to see Jacques the Octopus has uh, grabbed hold of you. Jacques Octopus, thank you, you're saving us. He, he looks over to uh, Sir December and he's like, Sir December, I've captured the intruders. Octopus, you son of a bitch. You, we partied together. I start smacking the tentacle with my arms. Stop hitting me! Ah, your wooden hands will splinter my uh, tentacles! Everybody smack the tentacle! Smack, smack, smack. I, <laughs> I do not do that. I look very upset and torn because Cat doesn't hurt people. That's not what young ladies do. So I have this axe in my hand and I'm like, I don't... You guys, what should I do with this? I don't want to hurt anybody. Save the axe for that guy who's going to threaten us. Let's tickle our way away from this octopus. <laughs> There's no way this octopus is not ticklish. Brilliant. So does everybody start tickling? I start tickling him. <laughs> tickle, 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 tickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got eight armpits. <laughs> he, like, fl- he like throws you all down. And he's just like wraps around himself and he's just like rolling on the floor giggling. <laughs> if we don't leave, he'll be forced to kill somebody, I'm afraid. I don't want to do that. Can we just run? Let's run. Let's run towards the giant new hole. Yeah, that looks like where the after party is. <laughs> yeah! We also need to find our companions. We could run outside and regroup. Yeah, that's, that's probably our only option. I don't know. Like, the longer we talk about it, the closer that guy gets. Are we running or not? I take off. Let's do it. <laughs> As you break through into the crowd, because they're all running for those exits, so you're breaking into that group of people, uh, and you hear the shouts of Sir December trying to make his way to you. As you're reaching the opening, you look to your right, just by the executioner's stage, and you see a opening with a stairwell going downstairs. So you are now directly in between the exit out or a staircase going downstairs. We should probably split up. (laughs) (laughs) Rule Um, number one, always split the party. Oh, I love parties. The axe has been proven uh, uh, resourceful at splitting stone and walls. If we did go down to the dungeon, the axe would be probably pretty useful at breaking their guys free. While we were talking about it, Gomer has already started running down the stairs. <laughs> oh god, alright. Cat's following Gomer. Oh, I'm following Cat. I've still got the axe in my hand. 
So as soon as we get down there, I, I look around to see if I see the cell that they're locked up in. Okay. Uh, Robin, are you going to the after party or are you going downstairs? I'm going downstairs, but I'm making sure uh, December doesn't try to ruin our own after party. Perfect. Oh, good, <laughs> call. Right. good call. So you all go down. Robin reaches the doorway. You see that uh, December is now like grabbing people and trying to look through the crowd for any of you. And his back is to that entrance. You all make your way down the spiral staircase and Cat you feel really uncomfortable as you're running down this. It feels like you have like rocks in your shoes and it's like making it hard to keep your balance and your feet are really hurting. That doesn't sound fun. (laughs) 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 That's distracting, but I'm worried about the people we came to rescue and I'm convinced that I probably have some sort of cool superpower now. Sure. Because I have this axe. So I'm, I'm pushing through the discomfort and pain, and cool. it's just something I'm going to worry about when there isn't a crazy night right on my butt. Perfect. Now you are down below the Hall of 10,000 Mask. It is a stone corridor with sconces of torches burning this whole way down, and you were used to hearing all the revelry and now all the screaming that was coming from upstairs. But as you reach this level, it's very quiet. And there seems to be, you seem to be the only people who are down here. Are we looking like a cell block of cells or something? What's the scene in front of us? There are kind of doors lining the hallway, but there's nothing very obviously in front of you. Cat calls out, hello? It echoes. Are there torches lit or like sconces or anything? Yep, the torch, there's torches lit all the way down. There's probably 10 rooms, 10 big wooden heavy doors lining the halls, and there's one all the way at the very end. I'm just going to jog down the hall, looking left and right, trying to quickly scan cells, see if I can see any prisoners. Fantastic. So Captain Ash is running down, shoving these doors open. You're seeing there are some living quarters. There's like a cafeteria, like very disgusting compared to what you saw up there. About the third or fourth door that you push open reminds you why you remember this place so well. You push the door open and it is, all these rooms have had chairs or or beds or some sort of comfort. This room is almost like an indoor pig pen. And you remember that is the room where they kept you and all of your other soldiers when you weren't in use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I stopped dead in my tracks, no longer running. I'm kind of just stuck to the floor and staring at this uh, scene. It's where I used to live. It's where they used to store us, store me and the other toy soldiers. It was a place of nightmare. I don't see any toy soldiers in here, though, thankfully. I know that if there were soldiers here, we'd be in deep trouble because they're uh, weapons of war, trained for killing, and I'll, I know that too well, which is why I uh, left the squad, of course. Yeah, I'm standing there transfixed, like just relieve, reliving the... Uh, the horrors I uh, witnessed those days, but I'm thankful that there's no soldiers in there. So, Kat, you just watched Ash kicking indoors, being into the action, and he is now just stopped stock still staring at what you perceive as an empty room. Hey, Robin, Gomer, do you guys know what's... Is Ash okay? I'm fine, lady. It's... Lady? <laughs> my lady. <laughs> I'm my lady. Uh... <laughs> Listen, lady, I'm fine. (laughs) This is where they used to keep us, toy soldiers. I just have so many bad memories of this place. I didn't expect to be back here. Yet here we are, 
Do you want to go in and explore that some more? Honestly, I wish I would have time to trash this whole place. This whole castle needs to come down, in my opinion. Let's but do we it. don't have the time. Oh. Um. <laughs> do we? You made up your mind that we don't have the time. There's always time to destroy. Prisoners first. Maybe some destruction as we're breaking them free. I can right, live so with that. So you seem to be doing okay now. I'm doing okay. There's a lot of bad memories, and I'm thankful that it's not much worse. The worst case scenario is this room is full of death and destruction, but it's empty, just full of memories. I'll take lead now, because I've never been here before, so I hopefully won't have some sort of PTSD rope. Very good. (laughs) So Kat has an idea. The idea requires her to ask a question, so to use her curious or incurious power. Okay. Does the axe still have any magical properties, or are those properties in her boot? <laughs> I'll give you a straight answer if you decide to perform some random experiment. Okay. Otherwise, I will give you, if you refuse to experiment with it, I'll give you a cryptic answer. Cat has this feeling deep inside of her. You might call it an instinct. <laughs> as, I, as I sort my dice. <laughs> And if it doesn't work, it's going to be really humiliating. And it's going to be one of those things where she's like, nobody saw that, right? (laughs) So she's going to put herself out there. And even though she doesn't know much about this world, she just trusts that these guys are going to have her back. And she feels like this is really her moment to take charge and be assertive. (laughs) And Kat, in this glorious show of, of assertiveness and energy and leadership raises the axe as high above her head as she can and brings it down, not on her foot, but straight down onto the ground they're standing on between her feet. And what she's hoping is that this is going to shatter this terrible place around them. Not crushing them, like they'll be protected somehow, but she just feels like there's something she can do with this axe to end the pain that she sees on Ash's wooden face. Okay. Give me give me a roll. Let's see what happens. Wait, do I roll? How, how does this work again? You roll 2d6, but you're using four of your new beliefs, so you can roll all six and take the two highest. Okay. 11. Perfect. So you are successful. Now, as I described, this room, it's a stone chamber with these wooden stalls, the wooden rows that they kept the soldiers in. And Kat is focused on destroying this room. So you bring the axe down and it comes across the first wooden beam and it goes straight through the beam without damaging the beam in the slightest. It goes through the second wooden beam and doesn't touch anything in the slightest. It hits the stone floor of the room and the stones burst out as you slash into this room, cracking the floor apart. Ah, warn somebody when you're going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Robin, I thought my my powerful stance was signal. (laughs) You just look like you were ready to... To head out, I I don't know. That scared me. So powerful, my lady. How did you manage to know uh, what to do? At that moment, you hear a door further down the hallway slam shut. Front of us or behind us? It is. You guys are facing in the room. It is a, a door in the hallway. Okay. 
run. And Robin takes <laughs> off. We're going to go. Come on. Uh, as you come back out into the hallway, you see a young man in plated, almost reflective silver armor, looking very elegant, and he has a mask on that the facial expression on this mask is contemplative, like in like a scholarly looking mask. But you can tell by his physique, he's 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 thin and muscular. He has he has the uh, a youthful build mm-hmm. to him, and he draws his sword when he sees you out there. He says, "Halt! Gomer's gonna take care of this one. I'm gonna use my old uh, tongue tied. Try to talk my way out of this one." What is what does tongue tied say? Uh, roll when you try to talk your way out of a problem, trap, or puzzle. Perfect. <laughs> Are you going to be using any of the beliefs or any? Yeah, any? I'd say I'm putting myself out there <laughs> and trusting my instincts. Good. All right. So you can roll four d six. I only have eleven. On an eleven, Gomer, how did you get out of a similar situation? Do you found yourself in? Well, as someone who's only a few days old, uh, it's a little rougher. But I, I've had to talk my way out of some stuff before. You know, when you gotta, when you're trying to. Wriggle your way out of a horde of other red pandas. You gotta, you gotta use some words to get people out of your way. So that's how I made it out of that, that whole getting executed situation. <laughs> Back in the painting room. <laughs> so what did you say to get yourself through that situation that you're going to say here now that will work? I don't know how else could help me out, but it was a lot of move. Get out my way. I ain't dying here today. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, you shout that. And let's remember that I am wearing a fierce panda mask. You are. <laughs> I think that the real panda might scare him away. <laughs> you you say that to to this this knight, and he pauses for a second. And that's when I kick him in the gomers. <laughs> <laughs> you, nice. you run up and you kick this knight in the gomers. And he, ah, I knew my my training tells me never to hesitate, but you distracted me. I've only known one other person to say a phrase like that. You must, you must be familiar with my friend Gomer. I I take off the mask. (laughs) (laughs) You take off the mask and the hand, one of the hands, uh, he sets down the sword and he reaches and he pulls his mask off and you recognize him immediately he is yeah josh what's ah, his name sorry oh he's gonna ask you now <laughs> <laughs> gomer you recognize immediately as somebody who's dealt with nobles prince hieronymus hieronymus <laughs> gomer i'm gonna need you to roll yeah <laughs> for your ability a cat may look at a king roll when you're introduced to a member of royalty i don't get to roll more than two on this one do i nope <laughs> Because you kicked him in his in his gomers. Ten. Nice. Ooh. What story have you already shared with your friends about this royal? What story have you already told them that involves Prince Hieronymus? Well, uh, going, again, not being very old, my stories are pretty connected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prince Hieronymus was, was actually the, uh, the man who, who was executing us. It was like an internship, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> You know that that blood painting wizard internship we all get asked to do? Of course, yeah. So uh, the reason he he knew that it was me is because that's when I snuck out of that room. I was like, hey, get out the way. And I kicked him in his gomers. (laughs) Very similar scenario as to what's played out in front of us. So this is the guy 
that was killing your family? This is the guy. Oh. Robin, what's, well, how would you describe the look you're giving him now that you know who he is? It's very similar to the look that I gave Gomer after he bit my tail. This, like, eldritch light behind his eyes kind of flashes behind them. He looks at Hieronymus and says, I think you should leave before you get hurt. Holding his Gomers. Oh, his, his Hieronymuses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he stands up. Oh, my Hieronymuses. Hieronymuses. It, it doesn't matter. Look, I... Gomer is just swinging furiously at his plated shins right now. (laughs) Good, good. He says, It's Hiranamai. Hiranamai, thank you. And he lets go of his balls. Gomer, I'm sorry for what happened at Ronaldo's court. I I, I wish I could have told you before you kicked me in my Hiranamai and ran away. I didn't want to be there any more than you did. It was a classic blood magic internship that we're all asked to do. You you would know you know this as somebody who's been around royalty. Five. Uh, 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 what? Uh, five, five of us? Four. Uh-oh. He's counting down. Is, is, this, is, this is bad, right? You should leave. You don't want to be here, man. Three. Please, uh, please, please, don't, don't hurt me. I don't want to be here anymore. Look at his eyes. I will, I will, uh, I'll do anything. I'll do anything if you just let me go. Oh. Oh. What do you think, Kat? I think we should see what he can do. He can juggles. you juggle? <laughs> I was just going to ask that. <laughs> I learned that at the, at the classic juggling internship we're all asked to do. He is completely at your mercy. He is unarmed. And he is very scared of Robin. Where are our friends? Take us to the dungeon. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, follow me right this way. He gets up and half limps. His way down the, the hallway. You said he was disarmed? Yes, he let his sword. He I take a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I found it in the hall of a thousand masks. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I justify it. I mean, it's 10,000 masks. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 times more swords. <laughs> so Captain Ash takes his sword and he. It's like he's gonna say something about it and then he looks back at Robin and then he just turns yeah. back. <laughs> As he's going down the hallway. You, uh, can, can one of you at least tell me what is going on? I heard this loud crash, and then uh, there was all this debris. The, the ground shook down here, and the ceiling started caving in at points. I lean in close to Cat and say, careful about giving him too much information. He might have a connection with his ex. Okay. So Cat trusts Ash, and she, despite feeling terrible about lying or not being honest, lying by omission, or just straight out lying, because that's what she's going to do. She says, it was an earthquake, I guess. All right. If that's if that's what uh, what you say, that's what we'll do. We don't know what happened, man. This, the, the wall exploded. People got started going crazy. People are running around upstairs, and uh, Sir December is on a tear. We came down here to hide and uh, free our friends. You, you that say, seems like a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> you say, you say, Sir December, and he's like, "That son of a bitch." I hope you kicked him in his Decemberies. Oh, <laughs> maybe next time. I'll get them Decemberies. They're on my list. The guy is insufferably arrogant. He's the reason I'm down here on guard duty because I'm not good enough for execution day. That's not helpful. <laughs> Looks back at Robin. Right. 
and he takes you to the door all the way at the end and he pulls it open and you see the dungeon with the cells of uh, the you three companions. You recognize the other members of the Painted Circus are in these cells. Cat limps in and hits the, the cell door with the axe to break it open. Just like lightly. Just, she just She's just tapping on it? She's just like, boom, this is going to work. Boom. What is she thinking about when she does it? Opening all the cell doors. About... She's just like, I got to get them out of here. All right, you, you, you cut into the lock, into the mechanic uh, of the lock, but the outside of the cell looks completely unmarked. But when you swing at it, you hear the click and you these know, doors are unlocked. It's really weird, you guys. She turns back to you guys. This thing won't cut through wood. But stone and metal, yeah. It's pretty cool. I could open that door. Oh, wait, did you say it didn't open? It did, yeah. You, oh, you, it did. you break the yeah. lock, and oh, so they're Never mind. Oh. <laughs> you, hey, I, I could open open unlock doors, too. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the door's made of wood, and the lock is made like steel? Yeah, iron? she. Uh, it's it's iron bars, and she swung where you'd put the key uh-huh. to as uh, she tapped on it. Uh-huh. And the door's unmarked, but you heard the mechanism inside break. Hmm. This axe is really weird, but I'm digging it. <laughs> and Come on, you guys. As let's soon go. as it, you open it, the the axe push their way out, and they start like thanking you guys and, and running past. Well, how many uh, people are we dealing with here? We want all their names. There were <laughs> there are about seven prisoners. Okay. Is that everybody? That is. Check all, she check all the cells. Yeah, that was all your people. As you check, okay. you go further down, you check more, and there are other captives that you don't recognize. I assume that none of these people belong here, right? I mean, this is a bad place. Not, That's a good these assumption. These aren't murderers, right, guys? That's a good Should... assumption, my lady. The Hollow Thousand Mask was notorious for unjustly holding prisoners. 10,000 masks. 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's I... got to be, there has to be at least one person who's guilty. But... It... It's better to free one guilty person among dozens of innocent people than let innocent people remain here. That sounds wise, even if I don't agree with it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can start breaking all these open. Now that you are, are further back, Prince Hieronymus turns to, so are, are we square? We're, we're good? Uh, we, we need you to distract Sir December. Oh, you should, challenge, you should challenge him to some sort of contest. He, a hot he dog hates contest. me so much. Yeah, that, 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 that really sucks, man. But, like, all of my brothers and sisters are dead because, like, you did that. So maybe uh, maybe you could take one for the team, It was buddy? an unpaid internship. Even worse. Uh, how, how about I can show you guys an exit that we don't even need to cross paths with them again. I know another way out of here. Show us. Right. She, she said. Right, she said to show show you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. He was growling best. to let you know that. It was a disgruntled you're acceptance. Her, you're Heronemeyer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He he takes you back out and takes you into another room in that hallway, and it is a room with that is lined with standing mirrors. And as you walk into the room, you see all of the mirrors start kind of rippling as he walks into the room. And he walks in and he reaches into his armor and he pulls Uh-oh. out. And he has, it looks very similar to Cats, but it is 
brown. And he says, look, all we have to do, I have this. It, it lets you travel through reflective surfaces. And any one of these will take us out. Uh, we just all go together, we'll run through the mirror, and it'll take us out of here somewhere far away. You guys, I, I kind of feel like I could have done this. We could have done this without him. Like and we, I kind of, like, I gestured towards my pocket where I've had the amulet. Ooh. Come on, trust me, let, let's, let's get the hell out of here. And he takes off towards one of the mirrors, like, all the way at the end. And when he reaches the end of it, he smacks into it. And, like, falls back. Ah! <laughs> 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 like, holding his head. I reach my hand into my pocket and I don't pull it out because I'm a little afraid to bring it out. And I grasp the amulet in my palm and like, okay, everybody, take my hand. And I grab Robin's hand and hopefully Gomer grabs Robin's other hand and Ash grabs Gomer's hand. Yes. And I just dive into the nearest mirror. And I'm thinking about sugar tits. <laughs> totally unrelated to the actual character. Yeah. Of <laughs> Just like this delicate candy. <laughs> you wind up at a strip club called Gentlemen Please. Uh, no, uh, as as you're making your way through taking off, you see Prince Hieronymus turn around and the he's clutching the amulet and it is falling apart in his hand. He's very confused at why the mirrors are working if that's not working. And at the last second as you reach the mirrors, he yells, wait! And then you're gone. Right before we left, he just saw Robin like flipping him the bird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he's sad and his feelings are hurt. Yeah. Good. There is a, a moment of completely sensory deprivation uh, as you all feel yourself kind of floating weightlessly through this emptiness. A moment later, you find yourself tumbling through the waterfall that hides the camp where you guys hit out with the rest of the acts. You tumble out of this waterfall into the pond below. I did it! I'm so powerful. This is amazing, you guys. We're back. And I start jumping up and down for joy because I'm super Holy shit! That's the coolest thing that's ever happened! Oh my god! That was awesome! Can we do it again? Yeah. I totally didn't think that was going to work. The other guy just ran right into the mirror. Kat, as you're jumping up and down, your foot really hurts. Those rocks might have gotten sharper that oh. are inside your, foot, inside your shoe. Kat, it looks like you're limping. I... Yeah, I, I have some rocks. Ugh, sorry, guys. I know, like, this is really fun and exciting, and I hate to bring things down, but I need to get these rocks out of my shoe. Yeah. And she starts untying her boot, and she takes her shoe off and dumps the boot to get the rocks out. As you hold your boot upside down and are shaking it, three of your toes fall out. Ooh. What the, ah! the actual fuck? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, cat, cat's brain will not accept this right away <laughs> like you guys the axe made these rocks look like toes <laughs> or are, is somebody missing their toes did these toes end up in and she looks down at her own foot robin scoops up the toes and brings sets by you know these are your toes cat screams throws up right after she's done screaming and then passes out 
Uh, Gomer basically uh, does the same thing, but, <laughs> but with his paws in the air. <laughs> if Cat uh, and Gomer are passed out, I'd like to try to talk with his ex. Absolutely. And try and figure out what the hell is going on here, uh, because some weird things are happening with this ex. We need to get to the bottom. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't need to know why. Just do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's some weird stuff. And I think I want to do this without Cat's knowledge. Well, she, good. Cat she's doesn't passed like out. that. <laughs> she's passed out in her own vomit and a little bit of Gomer's vomit. So I don't know if I need to be in contact with the act. Maybe I just kind of walk up to it and yeah, you see it. She's still. She's got it set down. Sat down next to her. Alex, you have a power, a spirit, and everything. Roll when you try to converse with something normally inanimate. So mm-hmm. uh, you have two d six, and if you want to, do you want to use any of her beliefs? Of Cat's beliefs. I feel like you're taking initiative. Because uh, you didn't, you're not trusting asking. my instincts. I feel like, yeah. Um, I mean, just being—I know implements of war, and this one is definitely a peculiar implement. All right, I'm gonna roll a third die. We have nine. A success, I fancy. Yes. All right. So you succeed. So I'll tell you the story, and then what about it seems vague. So uh, what do you say to the axe? Hello, axe. <laughs> Robin just eyes wide open, and jaw drop. I can't wait to see where this goes. Hey, Woodman! <laughs> I'm walking here. That's the that's the X. The X is from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hello X. Why did you jump off the wall and into my lady's hands? Oh, she had uh, she had that that bracelet that summoned me. Oh, it felt good to be off that wall. I was uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I was getting huge. I was feeling a little bloaty with magic. I did notice. Uh, and you shrunk right away. Well, that's part of what I do. I move to the size appropriate for whoever's swinging me. Interesting. Whoever made you must have been a genius. Oh, that she was. The fairy queen cannot spare any expense with magical things. Fairy queen, you say? Yeah. I might <gasps> come back to that later. Or ask a now. <laughs> <laughs> is Robin eavesdropping, or is he just right there with Ash listening? Yeah, I'm, uh, Robin is right there listening, and I don't think he hears the axe, but he heard Ro- he heard yeah, Ash he say, yeah. Side of the conversation. "Yeah, he can't hear the axe, but he hears Ash." He heard Ash say, "Fairy Queen," mm-hmm. and you see Robin's hackles kind of go up, and he crouches down and looks around. All right, I'm gonna pause the conversation with the axe and turn to Robin. All right, man, see you later. Oh, you better <laughs> keep talking, <laughs> Robin. What do you know about the Fairy Queen? That's a very general question about the fairy queen. Uh, we'll come back to that later. Oh, God. <laughs> Everything, everyone's having conversational whiplash with Captain Ash as he jumps back and forth. Oh, is it my turn now? <laughs> uh, I'll keep talking to the ex. Sure, man. Well, what do you want to know? I want to go back to sleep. I don't like conversing all why that do much. You, why do you only cut stone? <laughs> you ever heard an axe laugh? It feels weird to laugh as an axe. No, I don't only cut stone. I cut with intent. You think about where you want me to go and what you want me to cut, and that's what I cut. I'm a magic axe. I spare no expense. You don't want to cut something, but you want to cut through something? You just think about what you want to cut, and I'm here to cut it. Like toes. And that's why you cut through my lady's toes. Well, she was thinking about putting me into her foot. So I went into a foot. Mm-hmm. Do you always uh, cut with the same intensity? I noticed 
you explode rooms sometimes. It was, like I said, it's all about intent. She felt like destroying the room. So, room's made of stone. I break that stone as best I could. What is your intention with my lady? What draws you to her bracelet? Magic, man. Magic, magic feeds on magic. And I have been storing up so much of that. And that, that bracelet is like a magnet for magic. I was just drawn to it. It gave me an excuse to hop off that wall and get some anger out. All right, X, very good. I'll let you go back to what you were doing. Good night. <laughs> Robin is over there shaking Cat awake. He, uh, once the, he started signing off with the axe, <laughs> uh, he went over to clean. He, uh, Robin leaned down and is wiping some of the vomit from Cat's chin and is shaking her awake. Cat? Cat, wake up. It's okay. No. Yeah, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't have any toes. Well, I mean, I have my other foot, but... Do you want want your toes back? All you have to do is wish. No. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Just... I I can do that. Just... just, She pushes you a little bit. Just get away from me. Ooh. Okay. The first time she's shown aggression to, well, except for when she kicked him in the gomers, but it's the first time she's shown aggression to one of you three. Robin, how does that feel? Robin's not sure what's going on. He understands wild swings of emotion, so it's not anything that he's not used to, but he hasn't seen that from Cat before. And you see Robin just steps back, and while the, the missing toes are uncomfortable for Cat, he doesn't feel like... Her life is threatened right now or anything. There's not blood gushing out. They're just cut off. And so Robin stands up and shrugs and goes, well, if you change your mind, I'm here. She pivots because she's sitting down and turns away from all of you. She's just crying. Robin, what do you do with the toes? <laughs> you're still holding them. Just, I'm just holding them Just right hold on to them. Maybe I can do, try the, one of these things. So I don't, I realize that I don't have anything. So I'm going to release the beast. And let the other half my of my nature take over. All right, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even gonna tap on. I'm not even gonna tap on. Trust your instincts this time because it's not really an instinctual thing. He's not sure what to do, so we're just rolling the two dice. Let's make it happen. A nine. All right. What one strange thing can you do now, and how does it get out of your control? Robin looks down, and there's like a. Like a kangaroo pouch of flesh that starts to grow on his <laughs> And he tosses the toes into that. Is like, all right, that's where I will keep those. But his tummy keeps growing. Oh, no. <laughs> so th- instead of like this nice, uh, fit, fox like creature you saw before, he is this really fat. Fox, like his stomach is just huge. It's still a pocket there, but it doesn't hold that much because his stomach is so fat. <laughs> so he looks like a fox with a beer belly. Yeah, like, but like a huge beer huge. belly. Huge, like yeah. Gotcha. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh man, I hate it when it does that. <laughs> Mention of the fairy queen has just got me all stirred up right now. It's at that moment that you hear a voice behind you. Who goes there? You all turn to the direction of the voice, and it's Ringmistress Maya. And she's standing there. She looks much better than the last time you saw her. She's 
not holding her weight entirely on her cane. And there's this look of astonishment that comes over her face at seeing all of you. Kat's uh, still not looking at her. She's got her back to all of you guys, just crying. Mr. Samaya, good to see you again. I have a story to tell you. Well, we freed the prisoners, but we got separated. We were teleported here instantly from the Hall of the 10,000 Mirrors. I use a magical amulet. 10,000 masks. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. He's, How many he's made of wood, guys. <laughs> Give him a break. How many mirrors were there, though? Yeah. Eight. 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 So we Anthony, what were their names? <laughs> Jamiral. Uh, just the, that's all of them. They're all Jamiral. Jamiral right. one through eight. Got it. But we released all the prisoners. I mean, all the prisoners. So they're out, and hopefully our members are making their way back here. But we might want to send somebody to uh, find them and bring them back. Excellent, yeah. I'll, I'll get some people to go out. I'll send a search party at once t- to keep an eye on them and bring them back here. Poor cat. She's lost her toes, and she's pretty shaken up about it. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, she's she's lost her... We have her toes. She's not Good really Robin. lost them. <laughs> she's, she's looking at your giant stomach. Hey, let's... Yeah, let's just accept it. It's here, it's huge, let's move on. <laughs> All right. I feel like she's lost her spirit. Maybe you could go comfort her like you did before. At this point, Gomer is starting to wake up and sees Maya and is like instantly just full of energy. Like, Maya, you're never going to believe what happened. We went to the, the, the whole of 10,000 masks. And then I wore a panda mask and we all had different masks. And then there was big axe. We met an octopus and the axe came down and it blew up a wall. And then, and then I got to kick someone in their Hieronymi. And then we went through a mirror and now we're here. And it was so cool. And that cat lost her toes and I passed out. She, as you've been ranting this, she's walking down towards you. And she just puts her hand on your head and, like, ruffles your head a little bit and continues past you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. All right, we'll talk about it back at the camp. Mistress Maya kneels down to you, Cat, and holds out her hand. And she says, let's head back. I promise we will take care of this. It's the least I can do to repay you. I don't care about my toes. Please just leave me alone. She doesn't look at you or take your hand. And that is where we end chapter three. As this evening's tale comes to a close, you notice the fireplace has lost some of its warmth and light. That's your cue that it's time to take your leave of the club. As you make your way to the door, you are tempted to deviate from this warmly lit corridor. Suddenly and silently, Stevens appears with your coat and the slightest of nods. You leave, satisfied, knowing that next month will bring another tale and possibly a chance for adventure. Goodbye for now, members.